0: Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set records around the world, and as we always do, we break those records. My name is Jody Jenkins.
1: And my name is Tony Clement. And Tony, this
0: is a special vacation edition, for me anyway, because as you might be able to tell, our listeners will be able to tell, the sound quality for me isn't what it normally is, and that's simply because... I'm at a very expensive cottage uh, up north.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Is it? Is it? Is it? It's not a resort. You're actually at a cottage.
0: No. So what happened was we had planned to come to a little resort, uh, nothing major, a couple hundred dollars
1: for a couple nights. The podcast has done so well, right? That we bought that we
0: bought a palatial um, (laughs) cottage on a secluded lake for about six point seven million. Oh,
1: fantastic! We want to thank all of our subscribers then. (laughs) <laughs> if you believe
0: that? Yeah. You What's know, the old adage? I have swampland in Florida to sell you.
1: Know? That's right, exactly. Which
0: probably, actually, you know what? These days, I
1: think there's people that are buying swampland in Florida. They're buying everything, so why not swampland in Florida? The, everything's going for sale.
0: Oh my word! Anyway, our program is proudly presented each week by Municipal Solutions, John Button and the team that are doing an amazing job. You can find them online at MunicipalSolutions.ca. And Tony, as you do each week, I know you have
1: additional info and we'll roll into our other sponsors as well. Yes, we will, Jody, because they're, they're really uh, the reason why we've had such success because we've been able to have these sponsorships and we really do appreciate it, but particularly Municipal Solutions as a presenting sponsor. Uh, and what is Municipal Solutions, you may ask? Well, they do development services and project management. What does that mean? It means if you need a development approved or if you need a permit expedited, they're there for you. If you have planning services with municipalities that need to be sorted out, or engineering services, or architectural uh, services, or and even if you need a minor variance, or a land severance, or of course a building permit, all of those things John Mutton and the gang do provide expert assistance on. They're really, really good at this kind of stuff. So visit municipalsolutions.ca and then our friends at PolyTrack, Chris Moffitt, Arms and the Gang. Uh, we know we have uh, GR professionals, government relations pros who listen to our program. And what PolyTrack offers GR pros is a secure hub to store their advocacy data. This includes stakeholder contact details, engagement reports, and key messages. Uh, it means advocacy data at your fingertips which means you spend less time worrying about that stuff like compliance and reporting time and more time growing your business, growing your practice. So you visit polytrackwithaq.com, mention And Another Thing podcast when you sign up and you receive White glove onboarding service free, 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 including tutorial and Q&A for your team. So all you GR pros out there, check out polytrack.com. And then we've got Uh, Magnify, which is a video widget, that means for teleconferencing, like the other, you know, Zoom and Teams and so on. Magnify is a Canadian-owned and made video widget. It means you get crisp, clear, secure video collaboration your way. You embed and customize the Magnify video widget on your own website in minutes, or you run it from uh, your browser on the Magnify app. It's easy. And it's much more secure, like people are worried about security these days. And uh, this is a much more secure solution than maybe what you're using. So you visit uh, magnifywithanI.io, or you can also find them on Twitter, magnify underscore I-O. And don't forget loonypolitics.com.
0: We have an exclusive connection with that amazing website if you're a political junkie. You will definitely want to check out loonypolitics.com and you will want to become a subscriber. And right now, if you use the code podcast, you can get 50% off an annual subscription, which gives you access to exclusive articles, exclusive
1: videos, and exclusive podcasts like And Another Thing. Yes. And our most recent
0: one is with a uh, Toronto Star reporter Robert Benzie. And, and just to be clear, you can't hear that podcast unless you become a subscriber so if you want to check that out go to loonypolitics.com and use the code podcast and get yourself hooked up and that's a great segue tony just to start because i know we were i'm not going to give away everything we talked about with robert Benzie, but there was a discussion on a shuffle in cabinet within the provincial government and we were speculating and of course it did happen and i tweeted out uh, about David Pacini, who is now the minister of environment, and coincidentally, Pacini comes on our show. He becomes the minister of environment. Uh, you know, I think there is a direct
1: connection there. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's great. It's great to see uh, a lot of a lot of people that I know or have worked for or campaigned for. They they got elevated a cabinet. I'm thinking of Stan Show, for instance, is another. Great example, uh, and uh, I, I'm just very I'm, I'm elated for all of them. Of course, I I remember uh, how tense it's always when you're a cabinet minister or a backbencher waiting for the uh, the cabinet shuffle to uh, to happen. Uh, now they can kind of enjoy their summer one way or the other. If you're disappointed, you can get over your disappointment. Or if you are uh, if you're fortunate enough to be elevated to cabinet, uh, you can uh, you can then start tackling your files. So congrats to Pacini. Congrats to Prab Sarkaria, who becomes president of the treasury board. I've been in contact with him already to offer my personal congratulations as I have with Pacini. I I was a minister of the environment, Jody, uh, in, uh, oh gosh, when was I minister of the environment? Probably 1999. So it's like 22 years ago or something, uh, but uh, you know, I I just offered, hey, I'm always I'm always there for you. If there's something that you need advice on, let me know. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's this is probably the last major shuffle before the next provincial election, which is less than 52 weeks away. And uh, we did talk about that with uh, Robert Benzie, who uh, correctly predicted that uh, Rod Phillips would be back in cabinet. He's now the new Minister of Long-Term Care, which is uh, certainly going to keep his hands full. Uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I think we got a lot of good uh, intel from Benzie as we're going into the pre-election mode in Ontario.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And also my MPP, Todd Smith, did a little bit of a shuffle. He moved over to become the Minister of Energy, which is a file that he feel like he was—he ta- might have been the energy critic prior to becoming government, actually, because I know he was always on the forefront of a big, the big windmill discussion in Prince Edward County, which was a hot button item. So I feel right. like he was always tackling that. So it makes it makes sense for him to be in that file. And then, of course, there were some that got shuffled out completely, and they they kind of represent the old guard, good people, but they represent the old guard: uh, Yakabuski, John Yakabuski, Jeff Urich, uh, Lori Scott and uh Bill Walker, you know, kind of one's that have been around. Actually they all, I believe they all came in actually when Todd came in, which was like 11 12 years.
1: Yeah, and Ernie Hardiman, uh who yeah. was shuffled out of agriculture and rural affairs, he was around, he was my parliamentary assistant when I was in cabinet uh in the in the Harris government. So he's been around for a really long time. There
0: you go. And who's who is the new I didn't even look at that one who is the new minister of Ag?
1: Uh, of agriculture
0: yeah
1: uh, i can't remember it's a it's a oh, female um okay. i'd have to look it up but uh, listen someone that has like
0: agricultural background so yeah that's one thing with ernie i mean you couldn't question his uh his background in ag for
1: sure 100 percent. no no i think it's yeah. somebody who who comes from a rural uh riding okay. and uh jill dunlop was elevated to she she's a neighbor of mine in simcoe north yes and she becomes minister of college and university. So yeah, it was quite a, you know, it was a significant cabinet shuffle. The health minister didn't change. The finance minister did not change, but uh, there was a lot that did change. So uh, yeah, interesting political times in Ontario. And then of course the big news out of Alberta and now Saskatchewan is that they've, they've settled on dates for a complete reopening of their provinces. Uh, July 1st for Alberta, uh, Premier Kenny made that announcement. So uh Here's hoping that we get some sort of signal from Doug Ford about that in the near future in Ontario.
0: Yeah, but do you think, here, that's a great question because we've been chatting about that actually up this uh, up at our cottage for, for last week with some friends and stuff because it's obviously COVID is still a topic and everyone talks about it. Um, but do you think Ontario is going to signal something? Because you, this is like crazy. I tell friends of mine all over outside of Ontario that we can't even get a haircut yet. And we still have no indication of, you know, yes, early July, maybe. I I think that's what they're aiming towards. But certainly there's been no indication of a full lifting. I've never seen a more cautious approach to this situation than what we're seeing from Doug Ford, which always lends me to say, uh, makes me want to say, like, who really is running the show
1: here? Yeah, well, he got burned by, he feels, he got burned by the, uh, the medical team that he relies on who gave him some advice or he perceived some advice uh, and then he started to open things up and, uh, you know, based on that advice, and then they criticized him for opening up. So now he's saying uh, he's being to a fault now, very, very step-by-step and uh, it makes Ontario one of the least open places (laughs) in the world right now, which is just crazy. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get some some indication of what exactly the plan is. I don't think matters were helped again. these inconsistent messages you know that they, they were on in blue jays games and hockey games they were having these ads uh attacking the federal government for uh being too open at airports, so it was kind of hard for them to start lifting restrictions when they're criticizing the federal government for being too lax. Uh, you know, but I, I'm of the view that we do have to start opening up our airports, you know, that, uh, uh we saw from the Trudeau government, the announcement, uh, uh that, uh, they're keeping things locked down with Canada, U S travel for another month until July 21st. Yeah. I, I mean, people are just saying, come on, like you, you yeah. look at the United States right now and they've got full arenas in Las Vegas for the games and ba- baseball games are, are full again. And, uh, uh, there's big concerts that are, you know, at Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza is back on for late July at Grant Park in Chicago. That's going to have four hundred thousand people at it, Jody, over four yeah. to, over four days. So, yeah, okay, they yeah, might. I'm,
0: be- I'm betting that for Lollapalooza, if it's outdoors, I bet you you don't. I mean, obviously, you bet there will be vaccinated people, but I bet you can get
1: there without being vaccinated. Well, yeah, they do need you do need proof of vaccination. They've said that they yeah, haven't
0: the entire concert.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really. Uh, yeah, you need proof of vaccination, and you need to have a COVID test within 24 hours before your entry. Now, how they police that is is going is an open question. Still, they're having massive debate. I think what they're doing is they're uh, expecting by late July, all of the mandates will be over uh, in the state of Illinois, and so they they won't even have to do any of that stuff. So they they're saying it now. Yeah, yeah. To buy a oh, ticket.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because- that makes no sense because there's like I'll use the PGA Tour as an example because I've obviously followed that closely. There's tens of thousands at PGA Tour events now, and they don't need tests and they don't need to be vaccinated. Like when you're a fan, when you're a fan.
1: And Lollapalooza is an outdoor event. You're quite correct. Yeah. So uh, I, I expect that uh, things will loosen up by late July in the states. So meanwhile, all of these, you know, because I'm a music guy, I love going to live music, as as everybody knows. All of these concerts are being, festivals are being planned, concert tours are being planned, the Foo Fighters are going everywhere, and yet north of the border, nothing is happening. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's, it's although, can I put in a plug locally, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm part of the Huntsville Festival of the Arts uh, organization now, and uh, we've, we've got some live outdoor concerts planned for late August. Uh, oh, nice. So we've got Serena Ryder coming in. We've got the Trues coming in. Uh, so Hoxley uh, Workman, I think, is going to be there too. So, yeah, I mean, it's starting to happen regardless of, of you know, what the, the, the current rules are. Uh, people are, you know, people are planning live outdoor events right now, which is great.
0: I want to go back to vaccines for one quick second, Tony, because I've had this conversation with people as well. And I'm wondering if you've heard anything like this. And maybe it's because of uh, my age group, which would be in like the, you know, late 30s to, to mid 40s. But people getting vaccinated, uptake is decent. But then I chat with them and I say, you know, are you are you going to be getting the booster shot in six months or next year? And a lot of them are like, nah, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Or, you know, I, I doubt it. Because a lot of them are just like, you know what, we're doing this now to get back to normal. But that's what, as far as I want to go with getting Shots over and over again, I'm curious do you hear anything like
1: that yeah i I think that uh that's interesting. What I've noticed is there's a certain segment of the population that is still very concerned and and shall I say scared about the situation, definitely, but there's also a growing segment of the population that they're just over this they yeah. they they're psychologically over it uh they want to get back to their quote normal end quote lives as soon as possible uh so uh yeah that that may may not be top of mind for them to get a a a second booster shot uh because of a new variant or what have you so i think what's going to happen you know just people are just going to look at the numbers and you know see exactly. see what's what's going on right now in ontario there's like uh, just 300 and change per day of new cases uh and uh that means in in the country it's you know a thousand or so or whatever it is or less than a thousand. So uh, I, I just think that that's what people are looking at, and and that's the way they should look at it. Quite frankly, I mean, if this is something, uh, I, I saw some stat that uh, more people are dying of Alzheimer's every. Yeah, I saw that
0: too.
1: Yeah, you I know, yeah, it, it, this is now a a a sort of a chronic disease situation where. It's part of our society. Unfortunately, thank you Wuhan Lab, uh, but uh, you know uh, it's that's not going away. As long as it's under control and we we have access to medical care and we have access to vaccine, uh, it shouldn't be an issue. We just try to live our lives.
0: Yeah, and that number or those numbers you were quoting were from, uh, I believe, a National Post article written by Tristan Hopper.
1: if Right. I'm
0: not uh, not incorrect. Also, just again, just going back to. Uh, jason kenney's comments about fully opening up the doors which i applaud and i re- refresh my memory did he also mention to you that moving forward they were going to treat this like the flu or treat it like a manageable disease or whatever
1: yeah he had he had that wording so he's yeah, really the first that. first major politician to say the yeah. obvious yeah i mean you know th- this idea you know get the vaccine and we'll defeat covid you're never going to defeat covid it's oh. it's in our society, unfortunately. Uh, but can it be controlled within reasonable per, reasonable parameters, and can we make the right decisions for our own lives uh, with the, enough information? And that's what he's saying. Like you know, it's like saying we're we're going to work hard until there's no more flu, or there's you know, it's just not it's not reasonable to expect yeah. that out of our public health system. So, uh, and the other thing I've noticed, if I can get on my soapbox, I've seen. Uh, both in Canada, and I've been reading in the UK, these uh, public health folks, God bless them, but oh, you know, we want masks to be normal, even after the pandemic. Uh, And I'm thinking, no, I, you know, and I think we talked about this, that, you know, there are certain situations, if you're feeling really ill and, and contagious, you should probably be wearing a damn mask. But, but, you know, I'm not wearing a mask as a prophylactic, you know, situation <laughs> where I, you know, to protect me a case, somebody I brush on next to in the subway car is, is a potential threat. I, I, I don't want to live that life in fear.
0: No, I, I agree. 100%. So we'll see how this unfolds. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully Ontario, Doug, if you're listening, Premier Ford, you know, make some sort of announcement, give us some sort of indication as when we were going to, Open up the doors widely. Heck, if we can make David Pachini become the minister of environment, surely we can force the government to release some more details.
1: Well, you know these uh, alumni of and another thing podcast—they continue to be in the news. Jody, can I o- yeah. offer a couple of other examples? Yes, uh, Warren Warren Kinsella a former guest, is in the news with uh, the defamation lawsuit that he's launched against Maxime Bernier. So that's uh, that's a, a thing that's happening now, and we'll we'll see where that where the the trial takes them on that. Uh, Ed the sock is st- still in the news as he's battling, yes. battling Much Music and, and launching his his uh, uh, his take on a, a music uh, video uh, station. Uh, I don't know what did we mention this on the air the other time where he he had he had gained assurances from Much Music that they weren't interested in going back into the music video business, and so he launched his uh, his own music video business, and then Much Music. Announced they're back into the music video business, so he, he was a bit sideswiped by that, but he's uh he's Ed the sock being the sock that he is 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 full throttle going forward with his plans and I should also mention former musical guest Kelly Ogden of the band the Dolly Rots they're on another example of a band that's fully on tour in the u s of a so we wish them every success on their tour And uh... Just because we we're mentioning former guests,
0: Leo Rush, of course, professional wrestler who we had on, used to wrestle in the WWE um musically inclined. He actually just announced his retirement oh. like last yeah, last week. Uh had a shoulder injury. Um in that business, sometimes injuries can take you out for good. And it looks to me, I had a brief texting back and forth and read some of his statements, but it looks to me like he kind of evaluated the future. Uh, with the injury and recovery time and he's uh, he's hung up the boots as they say in the wrestling world so we wish him all the best it looks like he's going to be chasing um, his musical
1: career so yeah we wish him all the best uh you know that's uh, that's great to hear about i mean it's sad about his career but he's got a he's got a definite and good plan b
0: and i should mention tony too i know that uh, you know people will be listening to this show at various points throughout the next week and a bit, and, and so, the NHL playoffs will continue, but as of right now, you know, Habs tied up with Vegas. You got to be happy about that. That's exciting. I think all of Canada that I can see is pulling for
1: the Habs. Yeah. I'm, of course I've been a Habs fan since, uh, Oh, I, since I was like nine years old or something like that. So it's been very exciting. It feels like 1993 all over again. Uh, we've got a hot goalie, uh, unfortunate uh, with the overtime loss the last game before we recorded. But um, yeah, no, I, I have a lot of confidence in this team and um, I'm still quite hopeful that they can, they can uh, defeat Vegas and make it to the finals, which would be so exciting. Uh, the only thing I'm missing is, is finding a way to get inside the Bell Center, <laughs> but it's mostly for season ticket holders or people with Big wallets who uh, can buy on the secondary market. but uh, it's great to see you know thirty five hundred fans in the in the crowd. and uh, the the team itself, it's I don't know how closely you've been following it, but it's it really is there's no big one one big star except for Kerry Price, obviously. yeah but uh, but in terms of the line, the lines and the 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 blue line, it's really well distributed. Uh, it really is a lunch bucket team where everybody has to pull their weight. And um, I kind of respect that. I, I enjoy the kind of play that they're playing and um, yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad to see the support uh, around the nation for that a little bit less so in Toronto. I think they're still hurting (laughs) from the, uh, the game seven loss, but uh, still it's, it's pretty exciting times.
0: Yeah, it is for sure. And the other thing I wanted to mention too, just with you is I believe and correct me if I'm wrong, you're, you're making your first trip up to Ottawa in how
1: many months? 19 months. Yeah. I was December, 2019 was the last time I was in Ottawa for, for some Christmas parties and some business and stuff. And I haven't been there since. So I'm quite, I've got a bunch of stuff lined up with some former colleagues and some media types uh, and as well as getting some business done. So it's kind of like it's, it's, my sort of soft entry, re-entry into, uh, travel. Uh, I can drive to Ottawa. Uh, that's not a problem. It's about a four and a half hour drive from Muskoka. So that's, uh, that's easy to do. Um, and, uh, I'm kind of wondering, you know, I've got some business in Vancouver. I've got some business maybe in Alberta. Do I start to plan those things? So, Uh, I'm I'm quite, I don't want to travel as much as I did when I was a politician. It's, it is hard on, on physically hard on you as well as hard on your family. Uh, But uh, I do want to travel. I mean, I don't want to, (laughs) I'm, I'm not a hermit. Uh, I want to travel for business. I want to travel for pleasure. So um, I'm, this is kind of like the first entry, uh, first time I'm staying in a hotel since that time. So yeah, it's going to be interesting.
0: So no truth purchased an apartment and you'll
1: be running an Ottawa <laughs> Center in the next federal. Ottawa event. Center, that's gonna be that'll be a good riding for me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it is interesting to think that 19 months. Actually I know we you and I talked about this on the golf course remember that day that you were driving through to Toronto, or sorry, to Ottawa because you were in studio when we actually were in studio recording a show and you were wearing your Christmas tie. So that's yeah,
1: and that was probably one of the last times that we did uh, record together in a single spot, eh? Yeah, we haven't been in the same studio. Actually, that... Well, no, uh, yeah... I think there was yeah, one we, more time maybe there in there February. one more time, yeah, but yeah. you're
0: right. It's been... It's been a long time. No, well, it's been literally the entire length of the pandemic
1: right. we haven't been in studio. But we will we will do it again as long, oh, as, yeah. you can
0: show me, as, long as you can show me proof of
1: vaccination. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I can get something on the black market to show that I've been vaccinated. I'm kidding. That's I have my, been vaccinated, I folks. Know,
0: that's my line, actually, when I'm <laughs> involved with people. It's on the first tee. I always just say to people I don't know, it's like, uh, are you, where, where do you stand with being vaccinated? Because I only play with vaccinated people. <laughs> <laughs> I was I
1: thought you were gonna say you only you only play with non vaccinated people. No, 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 <laughs> you don't want you don't want to get the magnetism. <laughs>
0: no, I think it's uh yeah, no, we have some good laughs. And of course you'll be coming up uh later this week. We have a big
1: charity golf. Event. Yeah, tell tell folks um, about that. Tell, yeah, me, so tell we have... Uh,
0: it's actually our fifth anniversary. It's called the JT classic. Myself and Tim Howard started this five years ago, obviously. Um and it's a fundraiser for our local homeless shelter called the grace inn which is a 21 bed homeless shelter in belleville that was opened up in 2019 i was uh, i led a team that a uh, uh, great team and that opened the doors for that facility and tony unfortunately i'm sure you're well aware of the, the issue of homelessness uh it's full every night and we have a waiting list and you know in our small community well i say small but it's it's, it's a growing community but it's a problem everywhere um and i can tell you firsthand. That since the pandemic started the issue of homelessness has only been amplified because a there's not places for individuals to go b because everything's lost so much is closed b mental health addictions those things have been ramped up as well because people have turned to other avenues because of you know concerns worry anxiety fear it's just a, it's it's just the perfect storm which lends itself to even more problems in the housing issue. So anyway, we're doing a fundraiser for that. And we have another great facility in Belleville called the Mental Health Enrichment Center, uh, which assists with mental health. It's a great uh, project from Sandy Sisworth and her team. So we've been fortunate to raise you know tens of thousands in the last five years, and we're hoping to have another good chunk raised this year. And we have hundred and twenty golfers this year. We capped it at 30 teams to make it nice and easy. We have 30 pros coming in from all over Ontario and beyond. Uh it's a fun, fun day. Tony, you played in it before. And who did you play with? Did you play with um I want to say you played with a gentleman named Daniel Kim? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, Daniel you know. Daniel Kim. And uh it was really interesting to play with a pro. I don't think I've done that before. And uh, you know, just to see how he looks at the game obviously at a higher level than me uh and um yeah it was really it was really exciting to have a pro and to 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 learn a few tricks of the trade while I was at it
0: yeah and i i think i you played with a friend of mine Matt O'Coin who owns a construction company and i remember matt saying and it was like, he was joking, but he was like, yeah, it was boring because the guy just hit it down the middle of the fairway and <laughs> hit the green. Like, I think he shot like
1: even par, yeah. but
0: it was literally, it was just over and over the same thing. It's it just like so repetitive. Whereas, you know, you or I would be like, man, I would love to do that for one
1: game. <laughs> well, you know, my definition of golf is two good shots in a row. So anything above <laughs> that is like gravy.
0: So we're excited. We're welcoming, uh yeah, 120 people this Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're uh, looking forward to seeing you and you'll be making the trip back. I guess we'll be catching you on your way back from Ottawa. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll look forward to that. Indeed. Uh, if people want to find out more, they can check out JT Classic Pro-Am on Facebook if you're ever interested in being a part of the event uh, in the future because we've got some different ideas for it as we uh, continue to make this trek.
1: And as we're uh, clo- closing up the broadcast, uh, don't forget you can – Get our legacy podcasts at and another thing podcast.ca as well as wherever you're listening to your podcasts. And we certainly want to thank our presenting sponsor, municipal solutions at municipal solutions.ca poly track, our other sponsors, Polytrack at polytrack.com and magnify at magnify.io. They've been great help to us. So it's uh, it's great to continue to do this podcast. We've got uh, time for, uh, uh another great guest next week so please stay tuned for that and thanks for listening yeah and don't forget loonypolitics.com use the uh code
0: podcast to get 50 percent off your annual subscription and you'll get exclusive content including never before heard episodes of and and other things so go check out at loonypolitics.com tony looking forward to seeing you this week and we'll do this show again in seven days
1: you bet sir